You're listening to the Popzara Podcast. The State of Gaming. Welcome, welcome back, one and all. Everybody, just grab whoever you're with and dance with them all night long because it's the State of Gaming Podcast from your pals over at Popzara.com. That's right, it's State of Gaming for the month of September 2021. And for that, we have amassed the greatest team in the world, including yours truly, Nathan Evans, managing editor of PopZara.com, and our very own senior, what is he now, senior games editor, just awesome guy, Mr. Corey G-Man Gallagher. Corey, welcome back. It just keeps going up and up and up, unlike my name, which is still Gallagher. Gallagher. See, we got it. Everybody everybody wins. That's, yep. that's what's called a bit in the comedy world. Couple disclosures. Uh, this is our monthly podcast feature at PopZara, where we talk about the best bits and bites and all the other lame entendres when it comes to gaming news. And we do it for the month with less snark, less bite, but all fun. It's all heart because we care. I will say this. Uh, we're about a, a week late for this month's episode because there's a lot of stuff that came out. And had we done it last week when we normally do, we would have missed all the fun stuff. And full disclosure, Corey, right before we recorded, Nintendo had a bonanza of a treehouse with a lot of cool stuff got unveiled. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But let's start off where we normally do. So we like to talk about the best games that are heating up the charts. We like to do this and that. And there's actually quite a few this month. Um, I hey, that's true. That's true. And if we're talking about the best yeah. games, I think we might want to mix this list up a little bit. You think so? I think so. And I think the first game that we want to talk about today mm-hmm. is going to be Deathloop. Deathloop is interesting because a lot of people have very conflicting views of it. You have no, I don't at the time of this we have not got the review on popstar.com yet but it will from what I understand you really really like this game. So Deathloop um I don't know if you ever played Dishonored by the way. Which one though? Uh either of them really because Deathloop is basically Dishonored 3. Mhm. Deathloop is about an assassin who wakes up in a time loop and has supernatural powers that he uses to try to break himself out of it. It's like mm-hmm. a, the Bill Murray film Groundhog Day with more guns. The Bill Murray okay let, let's put a big asterisk. The Bill Murray film, which has gone on to spawn its own genre of similar films. And there yeah, we're not we're not worried about that nonsense. <laughs> we're talking about the, the specific Bill Murray film. Did you ever see that one um, that one that one movie? Uh, I think it was called the one where the girl wakes up in high school and she keeps on having to kill herself. What the hell was that called? I can't Happy remember. Happy Death Day is that it? Happy, Happy Death Day. I've I've watched the clips of all the like the the murder scenes, but I'm not seen the movie itself. Directed by the son of Michael Landon. Huh. Yeah, that Michael Landon. Actually, the movie's pretty fun. He made a new movie last year called Freaky with Vince Vaughn and a teenage girl with a body swap. It was actually pretty fun, too. So highly recommend it, all, all of them. He's a good director. A lot of fun. Deathloop is great. So Deathloop has this cool, this really great mechanic, right? So you're playing this Bill Murray side of things where you're trying to like kind of clear out this time loop and save yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But there's another player online who will keep entering your game and trying to kill you and stop you. That sounds exactly like a Bill Murray movie. Yeah. So <laughs> you're constantly fighting this other player online, trying to stop them, stop them from killing you and stopping you. And all the while, you've got these assassination targets to deal with. You've got interrogations to do. You're trying to investigate things. It's crazy. It's really good. So it's basically the uh, the tyrant in Resident Evil when he comes after you and you're just trying to crank your crank your switch. Yeah, and kind of. Open actually. your door. Yeah, very similar. So why why do you think people are ragging on it a little bit? Why 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 do you think there's some pessimism towards Deathloop? So when Deathloop came out, I think Arcane and Bethesda didn't do a great job explaining what it was, which is literally just Dishonored three. And because they didn't do a great job of doing that, like people are confused about what to expect. It really should have just been, hey, this is a stealth action game with some optional multiplayer. That's all it would have taken. But instead, they decided to be a bit cryptic, and I think that's caused problems. So what's the game available on? I know it's on PS5. What uh, else? It's on PS5, Xbox Series X. Uh, I think it's on PS4 and Xbox X, too, if you want one on there. It's on PC as well. I don't think it's on Switch, though. I'll tell you what, though. Um, this being a Bethesda game, very famously Bethesda got purchased by Microsoft, True. and yet this game is still on a competing platform. Do you think this might be the last Bethesda game we will see on a Sony console, or do you think I change? I strongly doubt that. And in fact, I would go so far as to expect Deathloop to be on Game Pass at some point, but definitely not be taken on PS5. I'm actually kind of shocked it wasn't on Game Pass because they made a big huzzah about putting all the. the and it's funny too because yeah, yeah, especially because like it's a multiplayer game, so. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk about this new game called Deathloop. So apparently you – so tell me about Deathloop. Deathloop. Plays this guy named Colt, uh, wakes yeah. up on a beach one day, and uh, guy's like, I can't remember anything. Where am I? What's happened? And the bottom line so far uh, – I don't want to spoil anything, but the bottom line is that he's on this island called Black Reef where uh, it's trapped in a permanent time loop. Nobody can die – can actually die. If you kill somebody, they go back to start a loop. Um, if you die yourself, you go back to start a loop. Uh, nothing goes anywhere, and your job is to figure out how to break out of this and like proceed with the future. So, so tell us about Death Loop. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. No, see that joke doesn't work really well on a podcast. But right. so basically, everyone everyone in Coryland loves Death Loop. Uh, if you like Bill Murray, then you'll probably love Death Loop because it's a Bill Murray game. I see what you're doing. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. It's really bad. No, it's not so, funny. No, it's not funny at all. In fact, it's lame. Okay, Deathloop. So let's make some room for other stuff. So what else can people look forward to after Deathloop? Once you've beaten Deathloop somehow, uh, mm-hmm. Sonic Colors Ultimate came out. Mm. And I'd like to say that it's better than previous, Like I mean, I guess the previous iteration of Sonic Colors. But it's, it's hard. Yeah, for the Wii. But it's hard to say, really. Why is that? So, well, first off, it's kind of buggy. This game crashes. This game uh, stutters a bit on good hardware. On PC, I mean. The game has a weird uh, addition in terms of, like, you can't die anymore. You have Tails save you. Very strange. You know, when Sonic Mania came out a few years ago, people sort of rejoiced that Sega was finally sort of allocating the franchise over to fans and letting them handle the, the new adventures. But... Do you remember back in the dark days of Sonic when Sega would basically rubber stamp every Sonic version that would possibly ever come out? And, like, I'm going to be real here. I, I was never a big Sonic person. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I was never able to say, like, hey, Sonic 2006 is terrible because I didn't play Sonic 2006. Well, Why would I? I'm not a Sonic person. Well, not just Sonic, to Sonic uh, excuse me, not just Sonic 2006, but I was going to say Sonic and the Black Knight, Sonic the Werewolf game. And Sonic the funny this, thing Sonic is... That. The funny thing is, what I played of Sonic and the Secret Ring, Sonic and the Black Knight, I mean, those were fine. They weren't the worst thing in the world. Sonic, uh, the, 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 un, the werewolf Sonic game, I think it's called Sonic Unleashed. Mm. Not great, but not terrible. And that yeah. was around the time when I would say that I started thinking that most games are not really that bad. Well, the, the thing, though, is that Sonic Colors at the time, though, you have to think back to, what, 2010? Yeah, uh, Sonic, 20, Sonic Colors is coming off like, Sonic yeah. Colors, like, we just got Sonic 20, 2006, and it was awful, and now Sonic Colors is just back to basics, it's solid, it feels really good. There were so many efforts by Sega to bring Sonic back home. And it, it's weird, too, because Sonic, Sonic is not a difficult concept. Sonic is run real fast, go to the right, jump over the pits. <laughs> yeah, but there's, I don't know, you'd think for something so simple, it, would, it, would be, it, would, it wouldn't be so complicated, but Sega will find a way to trip over themselves. Hey, you would um, think. Haven't played the new Sonic Colors Ultimate. I remember enjoying the game a little bit uh, on the on the original Wii. The only problem is, uh, for like a lot of Wii games at the time, the ambition outstripped the technology, and there were performance issues, especially coming off of um, Nintendo's sublime, Bur- you know, Super Mario Galaxy series, which which was astonishing. And so, I'm going to give Sonic Colors a chance just to see what it's see what the hubbub's all about, but. I've heard from other people that the game performs a little buggy too, so let's see how it works out. What else is coming on? So Sonic Colors Ultimate, what's next? Uh, Life is Strange. It's a new Life is Strange game. I've played a bit of it. Um, I'm going to be the first to admit this was never my kind of game. We have a writer on our site, Sebastian, and mm-hmm. uh, these kind of touchy-feely games definitely more his style of game. You know, as the person with the PS5, I had to play this one, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't hate well, it so far. I feel bad because I did. Uh, there's a few of our people on the site uh, who who typically like um, who typically like genres like this, but they weren't very familiar with it, and that's that's an issue because let's be honest, the Life is Strange games have been so scattershot because they've been episodic, and that requires a lot of uh, investment in the platform and the in the series as a whole to continue your progress. They they haven't made it easy just to sit down and play a whole game. The other thing, too, is i got to come from the perspective that, like, I lived through the big shakeup that was 2009 to, like, 2012 when we were deciding that, oh, these art games actually are games, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of them. And that's what Life is Strange really is, you know. 
there's not mm-hmm. a lot of like traditional gameplay in Life is Strange. Let's consider it something along the lines of like a, a point and click adventure game. A lot of people have talked about the writing, though. Do you ever do you find the writing do you find the writing up to the task, or do you feel it? I mean, it's on par with any given TV series. Um, it's definitely not how I would like talk to my friends myself, but TV never is. Movies never are. <laughs> well, you're not Dawson's Creek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I look like Dawson. I'm hot as hell, but you know. Well, Dawson has a good crying face. Yeah. But uh, but no. So life is strange. Uh, I will say this: not episodic, though. Correct. No, no. It's just straight up a full game. Uh, you play as Alex. She has the power to uh, understand and absorb people's emotions. And that should tell you what kind of game you're in for here. Like, oh no, I'm going to cry a bunch. I'm going to feel real angry at stuff. Oh, there's really, injustice really in this a, world. Is that really a power, though? That's mostly just listening. I, see, <laughs> so. I, I think that feels like more of a curse than a power, really. But it is what it is. Me, I mean, a video game has never made me feel anything but hungry. Like, I play Life is Strange, and I'm just like, man, I could use a sandwich right about now. Reminds me of, uh, remember Captain Planet? And, uh, He's a hero, going to take pollution down to zero, yeah. He is. But do you remember all the kids had superpowers? And one, one kid had the power of water, one power of fire. And there was always that one kid I felt so bad because he had the power of heart. <laughs> it's, and so... It's kind of... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't hard, like, the best one, though, if you, like, control animals. And there always happened to be, like, really powerful animals, like a rhino around, and the rhino could kill everything. Yeah, that's, that's not the power of heart, though. It's more... You have the power of understanding. Compassion. Ugh, gross. Who cares about understanding? Let's talk about games with understanding, compassion, like can a bridge of spirits. Yeah, this is, this is a big. This is a surprise one. This is what we'd call a uh, hidden gem because a lot of people have come to Kenna. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting because like it's not like it's a slow week. It's not like it's like oh we can't play anything else because Diablo two, which we'll soon talk about, comes out. Mm. It came out today, in fact. Yeah. Uh, Lost Judgment, second game with uh, Yagami in it, comes out Friday. It's not like there's nothing to play, but here yeah, we are. Exactly. Uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, feels a lot like Beyond Good and Evil, which I don't know if you played that. And I want to be clear. I played a little bit of Kenna under your uh, suggestion. A lot of people have been comparing this to Zelda, and I think that's a false flag. I yeah, don't no, it's think not it's going to do accurate. the game any favors. No, no. No. But for those people who are thinking this is another Zelda game, steer them correctly so what can they expect with kenna kenna is a more puzzle focused game it's got little pigment elements but it really it's um it's most similar to beyond good and evil where you have a combat system sure but it's insubordinate to um rather it is subordinate to a puzzle system like you are trying to solve puzzles first and foremost and sometimes there is also combat in case you care about that a lot of cinematics too. A lot of very yes. DreamWorks style cinematics. It, it looks like it looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Um, I will caution people who play this that uh, the PC version seems a bit buggy right now. Mm. Um, got a lot of slowdown, got a lot of stuttering. Maybe get it on console if you can. I'll say this, um, and this is not to disparage the game, but it definitely feels low budget. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, when you have these low budget projects that get expanded to other other things, they typically run a little better on the console at first. Absolutely Cause correct. Because it, it seems like that's the main you know the primary platform for them. Like you know, you give it two weeks, and I bet Ken will be just fine on PC. Yeah. But right now, it's rough. This game feels like a lot of heart and soul went into it, so I'm not going to disparage it in any way, except to say that uh, if you're into overly cute animal sidekicks and facial grimacing then this will probably be your jam. Yeah, if the way that you recognize emotion is by, like, extremely obvious emotional facial expressions, yes. <laughs> That's However... True. By the way, we are living in a world where a lot of people can't see your face right now, for whatever reason, so maybe a little cartoons aren't, aren't a bad idea. You know, I keep thinking we're going to stop talking about this, but it never happens. Um, yeah. Next up, there's a new Diablo 2. Diablo Another 2. Di- yeah, it's back. Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's a remaster. Now... When I mentioned I was playing this with somebody before, they're like, hey, did you hear about what happened to Blizzard with all this sexual harassment stuff? And I'm like, yeah, the people who made this game weren't the ones doing it, so don't talk which, to me about that. Which, full disclosure, we've kept our noses out of the controversy here at Popsara. It's not our business. It's what we do, yeah. No, we try to avoid yeah. controversy, but uh, we can't dodge it here. We will say that whatever's going on with Blizzard, you know, I hope they work it out. I hope whoever needs to be punished gets punished. But mm-hmm. that's not this game. This game is like, hey, if I don't buy this game because of the controversy, I am taking money out of the pocket of people who made this game, which is ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. Uh, also, because this game is pretty good. Yeah, so so tell us a little bit about – well, 
I have a feeling you're either with the Diablo crowd or you're not. But for Diablo 2 Remastered, what can people expect? Because the, word, the emphasis is on resurrected. Yeah, so. no, this is just straight up Diablo 2 with better graphics. It feels just like it, plays just like it. And I'm sure if you've been playing Diablo 2 for thousands of hours, maybe you'll feel that it's different and there'll be issues that you'll notice. I didn't. I played Diablo 2 a lot as a kid when I wouldn't recognize when things were incorrect or whatever. And it feels the same to me. It looks better. It plays better. It's very snappy. But the mechanics are all there. Even mechanics that wouldn't make sense in today's world, like um, limited belt slots for potions. Um, a stamina meter when you're running. So you, have to, you have to drink stamina potions before you slow down. Um, you cannot buy mana potions, because that's, of course not. Why would you? Ha! Uh, stuff like that. But generally speaking, it feels just like Diablo 2, which I'm great with. Like, that's Does it- wonderful. Does it require Battle.net? Uh, yes. Does it? Does it? Are your save games from old versions? Are they importable? Because someone out there no, has got it on a floppy I, disk. No, I, I definitely don't think so. Well, I know it's also. Uh, is it also debuting on the Switch? I don't think so. I I don't assume anything anymore. Anything. The world has gone crazy. Everything's coming out for everything. I don't know anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, speaking speaking of things coming out for everything. Yeah. Uh, there is a sequel to one of my favorite games of a couple years back. I saw that. So back in 2019, there was a game that came out. It's called Judgment. And I could not talk up Judgment any more than I did. Judgment was fantastic. Judgment is uh, a side sword to the Yakuza games, which are already great. I love them. You should all play them. About uh, a lawyer named Yakami who works as a detective. They made a sequel to Judgment. It's called Lost Judgment. It exists now. They sent me a code. I've played it. It's really good. This is crazy times when the Yakuza franchise has never been more popular. And it's, it's funny, too, because they've explicitly said, hey, we're not going to make any more Yakuza games that are not turn-based RPGs, but spinoffs can be action games, and that's what Judgment is. I feel they will make a Yakuza game out of anything in anything they want at any point in time. And, and I that's... hope they do, because they're really good. And that's what makes the franchise so much fun, is that it, no one would ever accuse it of being routine. Right, exactly. It does crazy stuff. It's always a lot of fun every single time. I've played like five hours. It's really solid. Looking forward to playing more later. It's got arcade games from Sega that have not come out here. Think about that. You'll play them for the first time. It's wonderful. More crazy detective stuff, more beating up thugs. Very much worth your time. I, I, as someone who's not familiar firsthand with the original Judgment game from playing it, Sure. It never quite goes as crazy as Yakuza does, does it? So, I mean, that's really hard to say. The newest Yakuza game, Yakuza Like a Dragon, is really crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a great comparison. But a Judgment goes nuts at times, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about games that are a lot more sane, a lot more measured, a lot more mellow. Oh, more yeah. You mean like uh, that new hotness on the Switch, uh, WarioWare, get it together. Wario's back again, so let's go. Oh, man. WarriorWare can get together, okay? So we're familiar with the WarriorWare franchise. It's got a bunch of micro games, like two to three second games you have to figure out and conquer immediately. Yeah, it's uh, the, the WarriorWare games are fun. Because you remember the original Wario games were basically just um, uh, clones of Super Mario himself, like 2D platformers? The original Wario games were, yeah, Mario clones. Yeah. And eventually they're like, hey, WarriorWare, we're doing something crazy. They did that, then they followed that up with uh, Rhythm Heaven, which is kind of a weird kind of microgame, rhythm game style of sit. Now we have WarriorWare Get Together, which is like, we have these microgames, and what you will change as the player is how you interact with them. Mm-hmm. For instance, you choose three characters at the start of each set of microgames, and those will ch- like determine how you work with the microgames. One guy can fly a jetpack, one guy can jump, one guy cannot move, but can shoot. And the microgames will rearrange themselves to meet up with what you've chosen. Does that make sense? No. No. But it sounds great. It's pretty great. So, for instance, um, if you only have guys who can jump but not shoot, there will be no shooting microgames. Or you can beat them without shooting. Stuff like that. The game knows that you've chosen and adjusts for it. When we were talking about E3 this year, shockingly, the WarioWare game had... To me, it was my favorite E3 trailer simply because of how wacky it was, and I, and right. I have a fondness for Wario in my heart. I have not played WarioWare yet, but is it still better with friends? I mean, absolutely. I mean, getting people together, switching off the controller, yeah, it's a wonderful time. I will say, generally speaking, the more and more that we sink into this kind of morass and depression, which I think we're, we're going to break out of for sure, 
the more we find wacky games like WarioWare doing well. See so, also, last year, Animal Crossing does great. Yeah, like, and I think that's about the only time that a game like WarioWare and Animal Crossing would have any lap over. Like, right. <laughs> just because. No, I, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, the game looks intense, intensely strange, silly, stupid, fun. Um, I noticed... I've read a few bad reviews for it. Haven't you know? You haven't published your review yet, but I've read a few bad reviews, and I'm sometimes I wonder if people are familiar with the Wario, like the concept of what WarioWare is. I don't think it's really accurate to look at reviews these days. Just generally speaking, yeah. I mean, I say this as somebody who writes reviews. I think that you would know yourself if you like WarioWare, and that's more of what it is. Well, I think um, when was the last WarioWare game? Was it on the Wii? Uh, I think. So it might it might have been the 3ds. In any case, like the last one that mattered much was on the Wii. Mm. So WarioWare, shake it. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is because the gaming world has changed significantly when it comes to games that are bite sized Like when you think of bite sized games, you think of a lot of mobile games, and when you think of a lot of mobile games, you think of transactions, and you think of you know, you think of uh, de- uh, microtransactions and whatever. And I don't think. I don't. I don't know how how expectations of that sort of diminished experience would affect something like WarioWare when the game doesn't seem concerned with that. It doesn't seem concerned at all. With yeah. Anything. No. This game goes nuts. Like you yeah. choose to some extent what you do and how it works, but you also have to deal with whatever the game is like throwing at you. Yeah. And by the way, don't throw your switch. Don't right. Don't do that. Just don't. It's it's pretty fragile. It will. Don't crack. do it. Don't do it. Well, I mean, I mean, you can't really spoil spoil it for anybody else. So, what's next on the list? Next up, we have Tales of Arise, which we do have a review up for. We do. We're very topical on that. So, yep, the latest. You're, you're a fan. You're a I, fan. I did like it quite a bit. I don't think there's been a bad Tales game in quite some time. In fact, I would say most of the Tales games are pretty good. I mean, we got Tales of the Tempest. That one's kind of iffy. Never come out in English. Don't worry about it. Tales of Legendia, kind of eh, still worth your time if you got time. We mostly don't these days. We have a lot of games to play and not a lot of time to spend on them. Tales of Arise, though, one of the better ones for sure. Has a really great combat system. Has a really wonderful story about uh, slavery and fighting back against your oppressors and so on. Very topical. <laughs> Just uh, with no realistic figures. Of course. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. Just a real solid game. I mean, they spent a lot of money on this. They spent a lot of marketing on this. And it really shows and it feels good to play. What platform is it on? Uh, it is on PS4, PS5, Xbox Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, and PC. Why could they have not called the Xbox in something different? I uh, I just refer to it as Xbox now. Like I don't bother with the S and S X Maybe, and S who's thing. Who's texting you? Apparently, I just won the lottery. Oh, good no, job. That's, by the way, when you record podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, phone on airplane mode. If you don't, then you get beeps and bops and boops. You sure so, do. Kidoki. So Tales of Rise. I I know you're a big fan of it. You like the game quite a bit. But I think there's one more game we need to comment on before we head into the next phase. What is that game? The final game we're going to talk about as far as new games go is Castlevania Grimoire of Souls. And that's interesting. It's interesting for a few reasons. First off, this is a new Castlevania game. New Castlevania games exist. Did you expect that? I didn't. No, I was actually kind of shocked. Yeah, it's not a not a pochy slot game, but it's a new Castlevania game. It actually exists. You play it on your iPad. Oh, I said iPad. That's because it's mobile only. Sorry to be you. Um, uh, I mean, it's Apple TV. Yeah, it's Apple TV, so I guess you can play Mac. it on, on your whatever. Mac. And it's yeah. not terrible for what it is, all things considered. It does have some weird things going on. Uh, Grimoire of Souls originally soft-launched in, I think, Canada back in 2019. I don't know that it did too well, but what they did to bring it to Apple TV, um, Apple does not like games with gambling mechanics on Apple TV. Or rather, Apple Arcade, sorry. Apple Arcade. Yeah, that's, yes. that's, that was a big selling point of the service, is that they're not going to have, they're going to put a kibosh on anything that requires extra cash. Yeah, no gambling, no nothing. So, what we end up with Grimoire of Souls is a game where the gambling mechanics were obviously not completely removed, mm-hmm. but the game gives you enough currency that you don't have to worry about it, which so, feels really weird. Real quick, I did have a chance to play this game a little bit, and I'm going to be honest with you about something. I've, I've made no bones about this in the past. I have seen perfectly good games ruined, especially especially with mobile games. Like, like for example, was it Plants vs. Zombies? Yes. Or Zombies? Okay. The second game 
was basically destroyed by having all these microtransactions and having limited gameplay. I would rather pay the full price for a game and, and remove this slop and just have a more straightforward game than, than, than to have to go through all this homework. And, and like you said, this game still feels like it has vestiges of the old style still embedded in it that they didn't fully remove. Right. And yeah, I mean, it's obviously also there. You're like, you know what this game was supposed to be and what we're not seeing now. Like, it's not going to be any illusion to anybody what this is. But that doesn't mean it's not playable. It doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. That, well, that's what hurts the most of all because I played this on a, on a relatively recent iPad. And I know it's, you can get it on iPhone and Apple TV, whatever. But when you hook a controller up, the game plays fine. The controls right. are good. It uses all the buttons. There's lots of attacks. And um, it, it feels like a real game. Yeah, I hate, to, like say real, it. I, I hate yeah. to say it that way, but it feels like a real game. And, you know, spoilers, you can be Simon Belmont. You can be yeah. other characters, and they all have combos and moves, and there's upgrade paths and everything. But there's so much clickety-click to get through to there. To me, it, it diminishes the overall impact, which is sad because the music's awesome. Castlevania music. It's, it's just remixed tracks. It looks like a Castlevania game. It feels like a Castlevania game. I just wish it had been more streamlined. You know, like a, like a like an old Castlevania game. That would have been nice. So, what do you think? Uh, you haven't reviewed it yet, but if you have Apple Arcade, you don't have to pay anything to play it. What do you think? Should people play? I mean, game is pretty much free. Like, I don't know if you should have Apple Arcade in the same way that I would say that you should have Game Pass, but Apple Arcade's a pretty good deal. It's a solid game if you have Apple Arcade anyway. I mean, it, Apple people don't really have that many choices. That's, I mean, all yeah, things considered. Like if, if all you play is Apple, then you probably have Apple Arcade. Apple Apple Arcade always feels like it's one step away from being great. Like, yeah, that's so many of the elements are there. Like, there's a new Tetris game out there called Tetris Beat that, again, you play it, it's, it's all complete. It just it feels like it's missing something. I don't know. I want to love it. I ju- it's just hard to love. But yeah. Uh, those are the biggest games of September 2021. It's actually quite a bit. Um, if we missed anything, we apologize, but do the research yourself. Corey, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the NPD. Oh, my God. I love it. Don't hurt, don't hurt me here. Well, please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Let's talk about this. Uh, normally, we talk about the best hardware sales. We talk about what was what was this. It's basically Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox. In, in cool. Pretty Let's much in not- that order. Let's go ahead and knock out the straightforward stuff. It's the Switch. Everybody wants to buy a Switch. Let's also talk about games. What we usually do is spend a little time talking about the top 20 according to NPD. And as always, we should say these numbers should be taken with a great, with many grains of salt. Uh, they are not 100% accurate simply because a lot of companies do not report. But they offer a very good snapshot about what's going on. And, and it gives us something to talk about and fill some space. Absolutely so. so. Starting from the top, then, we have... Starting from the bottom. But From the bottom, yes, exactly. Sorry. Uh, these first four games, we're not talking about digital sales, we're talking about physical. Super Mario Party number 20, Mario Golf Super Mario number 19, Breath of the Wild number 18, Mario 3D World number 17. These are all games that are pretty standard for Switch owners, to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see them all grouped together. Like somebody, somebody's getting a Switch grab bag for Christmas. Pretty much. Number 16, still kind of surprising, mm-hmm. especially these days. I wouldn't have expected it. Another run recently announced, no more DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. Yet here it is, number 16 on the MPB charts. I would love to see the breakdown of this game by platform. I, I mean, it's, a, it. it's an excellent game, like super high quality. That's true, though, but I'd like to see who's, like, who's buying it for what. Right. Like, so, I mean, it's on everything. It's on PC, Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, everything. I, I would just like to see who's actually playing it, like on what platform. It would be interesting. Speaking of games, we know what platform they're on. Number 15 is Pokemon Sword and Shield. You know, Reddit will tell you for days that this game is terrible. They are wrong. It's a good game. And here it is, number 15. People are still buying it, still playing it. And they'll be buying it for another 20 years. This game doesn't... These Pokemon games never go away. That's, That's the thing. true. Yeah, I mean, people are still buying like the previous series of Pokemon games, I'm sure. Much like they are still buying number 14, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know that I can play this game ever again after 2020. You think? You think it's stained? Yeah, it's stained. It, it feels like, oh no, the government locked me in the house for the next year. And it's still mostly not done. And I can't play this game anymore because it feels like crap. You know, Elijah Wood is going to be very disappointed you're not going to visit his island. Uh, it is kind of a bummer, but maybe I will one day. Number 13. 
Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Solid game for the PS5. Really shows off all of the good stuff the PS5 has going on. I wish you guys could buy a PS5 so you could play it yourself. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, this is not the first time on this software chart where we're going to see the power of the PlayStation 5 to sell these exclusive games. Like, yeah, the, the, okay, sure, the list is dominated by Nintendo stuff. But to see a, a relatively newer platform like the PlayStation 5 just sort of come in like a fireball and just dominate in, in certain cases is pretty extraordinary. Like, the, the PlayStation 5 has been a monster bestseller for Sony, a monster. You know what's and not extraordinary? You know what's not? Mm. The next three games. Number 11, Smash <laughs> Ultimate on the Switch. Of course it is. Number I think 10. you missed one. I think you missed one. Oh, I'm so dumb. Number 12, I'm sorry. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one. It's on everything. Everybody's playing it. Of course they have a copy. Number 11 is Smash Ultimate. Number 10, MLB The Show 21. If you like baseball, you got this game. I don't, so I don't. But I bet you do, so you do. Number 9, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not on the Switch, but is by Ubisoft. Pretty solid game. I mean, it will last you for like the next two weeks. Feel free to buy it. You know, it's, it's, it's stuck around pretty well, but there's so many Viking games out there. There's so many games with Viking. And, I mean, the Viking games were spawned from this one. I mean, this game did well, and oh no, we, this game did well. It's obviously the Vikings that did it. We all got to make Viking games now. Well, the new God of War is called Ragnarok. So. I mean, that was the Viking game back before Viking games were a thing, though. Maybe you got to spawn Vikings. Who, who knows? Who knows? Number eight, game without Vikings, unless you want there to be Minecraft. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Minecraft. Minecraft, never. it's never going away. Even if it goes away, it's never going away. It's staying forever. At what point can we safely say that Minecraft sits atop the very top shelf of sort of archetype of games occupied by things like Pac-Man and Tetris? Can can Minecraft sit there now? Can we, you know, it's funny. It, it because it about, about Minecraft and about Fortnite. And, like, the people who complain about Minecraft and Fortnite are always the ones who have never played them. The thing about Minecraft, though, it's managed to avoid, like, all controversy as far as the game goes. Have you noticed this? It sort of existed in this positive spirit. I mean, that's not entirely true, but we're going to just go ahead and dodge that for now. Number you seven. know what I mean. I'm talking about the game itself, though. Ah, it's, okay. Yeah, not the, not whoever created it. Right. That's, that's, that's not wholly true, but we'll go ahead and take it. Uh, you're right from that perspective, though. Number seven. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Did you ever expect to see this on a list in 2021? No. No, not at all. Good nope. game, and, though. Uh, what is this, the second time it's been on the list? I mean, so. it's the new Zelda, the newest Zelda game, I guess you could say. <laughs> so, yeah, no, of course it's hot right now. Uh, number six, Mario Kart 8, of course. Number five, another PS5 exclusive, Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS5. No reason it has to be in the PS5. It is a system seller. If you want to play it, you got to get a PS5. Good luck with that. Yeah, but isn't it also on the PS4? Is it? Yeah. In fact, I think you played it on the PS4 first. No, I played it on the PS5. And the PS4. No. You sure? Sure. Are you sure? Sure, sure. I played the first Spider-Man on PS4, I, but I not got, Miles Morales. i got to bring this up because there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out. Have you seen this? Nope. Uh, what's, it, what's it called? Did I didn't see it. I have no idea. <laughs> Have you seen any of the new uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, though? Nope. I, okay, let me make sure I got this right, because this is actually pretty cool. Okay, it is called Spider-Man No Way Home. And the reason it's I have heard about that. The reason it's important, though, is really interesting, because if you saw the trailer, you'll notice the big deal is that it introduces the multiverse. Oh. So they are bringing back characters, actors, and everything from the other Spider-Man movies, like the other generational Spider-Man movies. In the in the trailer, they showed Doc Ock, who was of course the bad guy in the um, oh who played uh, who was the actor who played uh, Tobey Maguire. Right. So he's a he's a bad guy from the Tobey Maguire universe, and is played by um, uh, what's his name? Corey, you know this. He's your favorite actor. Yeah, that guy. I love that guy. Uh, let me see. I feel bad because he actually, he actually is pretty. Uh, he's while you looked that up, talking about number four. Number four is the new big turn. Alfred Molina. Yeah, that Alfred guy. Alfred Molina. Yeah. Who who Sorry. does not show up? And the new turn-based strategy game, Humankind, by Sega. Yeah, I was going to say, Sega. Sega, Sega got a big hit with this. Yeah, Humankind hit like a truck. Like, everybody loves Humankind. I, I'm genuinely shocked. Yeah, Humankind is the new game from the uh, Endless Legend slash Endless Space developers, Amplitude. Uh, it is their take on the Civilization series. It's really good. You should try it. 
Well, you know, it's funny. Civilization's a big seller, too, but Sega's been making a lot of money by making... Was, don't they make the Total War games as well? They do. Which are also pretty big. This is a new direction for Sega. That is true, and it's going really well for them. Uh, also going really well is the next few games. Uh, number three, mm. Black Ops Cold War. Of course it is. Number two, Ghost of Tsushima is back on the this list. This is because surprising. Of, this is surprising. Because Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, the new version with enhancements for PS5, is out. It's real solid. You should try it. Now, wasn't there a little controversy about this game coming to PlayStation 5 regarding upgrade paths? Do you know so anything about this? Initially, the plan was like it wouldn't be a free upgrade. And mm-hmm. after the fact, they were like, hey, you know what? You know what? We're going to make sure this one is free. Future games, not necessarily. And honestly, that makes sense. Like, if I bought a game from the N64, I would not have expected it to be upgraded for the GameCube. Well, it wouldn't fit in the GameCube. It's a cartridge. Yeah, there's that too. But looking at it from a technical <laughs> level, is it everything we get from a consumer level? Like, from a consumer level, I don't purchase a game from PS4 with any expectation of existing PS5. And part of this, part of the issue is Sony's end. Like, there should be enough PS5s for everybody. If you want a PS5, it should be available. It's not. And I get it's- that. It is, it is a little Sony's fault for mixed messaging because they did give the implication that the PlayStation 5 would enhance your old PlayStation 4 games. Right. Like, and let's be honest. They, they it does to some extent, they by the way. They kind of a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, even, well, even Ghost of Tsushima, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they, exactly. Uh, it, it helped the, the base game considerably. Days Gone is like that, too. Now, real quick, the Ghost of Tsushima we're talking about is not the PlayStation 4 game, though. It's the PlayStation 5 version, correct? Correct, yeah. Well, no, okay. it doesn't say. I assume we're talking about the PS5 version. Hmm. See, this is – it's confusing. It's not like Mario Kart, Mario Kart – I mean Mario Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You know, like is it is it a different game though? Is it a different code? And by the way, number one is Madden NFL 22, whatever. Madden. Oh, yeah. But that, oh, that's yeah. Madden. Yeah, I, I wish we cared more about the sports games, but they are they are a different beast entirely. Yep. But anyway, I, I wanted to continue real quick because I, I, I want to get my nerd credit. So on the Spider-Man stuff, now I don't watch the Marvel movies anymore at all, but this is interesting. I want to get your opinion. So they're going to bring back – there's rumor they're even going to bring back like the actors who played Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. So so basically they're making they're making movies into Smash Brothers. What That's do you, fine. What do, think, what, what do you think about this? I mean we've reached the point where we don't get a lot of like really serious films anymore. Like, imagine, even a couple years back, the best film we had for the Oscars was The Green Book, which is terrible. So, we're in the current year, there's not a lot of serious films anymore, that's where we are. So I'm not surprised. You, you know what one of the most acclaimed movies of the year is? It was a movie that was so interesting, we even have two reviews for it, both What's positive that? on Popstar. Mm-hmm. It's the Nicolas Cage movie called Pig. I've heard that was good. Would you expect? Would you expect the most interesting, interesting film of any given year was Nicolas Cage trying to save his kidnapped pig? Well, and, but you get all these other crappy Nicolas Cage movies, like where he's fighting demons and he's. You know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. He did a remake of The Color Out of Space a couple years back. Yes, it was amazing. People really like that movie, and he's got a he, he got a new movie out, and I think he did basically the movie version of Five Nights at Freddy's. Did you see this? Where he what, uh, what was it called again? I can't can't remember. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty bad from what I understand, but no, it's basically the live action version of Five Nights at Freddy's, where he plays a silent protagonist, a la Clint Eastwood, who is trapped in an abuse uh, like a. Chuck E. Cheese overnight, and he has to combat demonic possessed. I, I cannot remember the name of it, but yeah, it looks just like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. Yeah, it looks exactly like Five Nights at Freddy's, and I think it actually was supposed to be Five Nights at Freddy's, but they couldn't get the licensing. Um, but no, it's crazy. Nicholas Cage, say what you will about Nicholas Cage. He is the WarioWare of movie actors. Speaking of which, we should knock out these next few ones real quick. Yeah, so basically, so NPD numbers, take it with a grain of salt. We had a lot of fun with them. Take what you will. Let us finish up this month's segment by talking about some other bits of news. Now – Full disclosure, before we started recording, this was going to be a very small list. It has since expanded because there was there was a couple unveilings while we were chatting. But let's start at the beginning. So real quick, Nintendo brings Bluetooth audio to the Switch. There's Bluetooth Actually, audio on the Switch now. That's really cool. I will say the Switch in general has a lot of those little uh, Nintendo issues that really bug you. For instance, <laughs> if you have a third-party controller, it cannot turn the Switch on because – 
Because who knows? Well, because can I screw say this, you, though? that's why. It's a little funny to mention this, but this technically makes Switch the only console that has Bluetooth audio. That is true. PCs do, not uh, not any other consoles, but the Switch. It, it's so frustrating because whenever I play Xbox or PlayStation or PC, I, I use an Xbox controller or PlayStation controller. I can plug my headset directly in the controller. I can play it wirelessly. But with the Switch, you can't do that. Like if that I play it dock, I have to run all these cables. And I feel however, like, uh, yeah, I however, feel like a robot. Comma. Next yeah. up, speaking of robots, Windows 11 releases October 5th. Do mm-hmm. you upgrade now or not? I'm going to say you probably don't because you don't have a TPM and it still wants one. <laughs> however, comma, they are mostly going back on the TPM thing. Well, they are promising game. Uh, Microsoft always promises huge increases in game. And I think um, Windows 11 especially, what was that? What did they call it? Uh, something delivery, I forget, where it's supposed to dramatically increase your load times. And Not and your, sure. Honestly, it could all be BS. I will say this, though, in full disclosure. I've been using Windows 11 pretty regularly on a second laptop that I don't game on. It's, yeah. But it's it runs remarkably well. Like, I'm actually excited about it. Um, also Super- heard a lot of issues with games on Windows 11. Maybe be careful with that one. Well, that's what happens when you upgrade an operating system. But yep. I'll say this, though. Just from superficially, just superficially talking, it's such a dramatic visual upgrade in delightful ways it's sort of like a cross between what you would find like in a chromebook or even a mac os but yeah i'm I'm a little excited i don't know if i'm going to be upgrading day one on my major on my main mainline pc but keep keep your eye out for it i think microsoft will find a way to diminish the goodwill at some level but it's an interesting upgrade that's all i'm going to say about it and uh continuing from there i'm going to make this one real easy on us yeah this one is apple bans fortnite from app store during epic games legal battle and we can yeah. go back and forth about this for days. Yeah. We can talk about Apple. We can talk about Epic. We can talk about Fortnite. But I'm going to make it real simple. Here you go. You ready? Yeah. If either of them cared about you, you could still play Fortnite right now. Well, the funny part is, though, is that they're being stubborn because it has nothing to do with Fortnite. It has everything to do with the fact that Apple um, Apple does not want to relinquish the one thing that has made their store so successful, which is they become the primary payment source, the payment yep. system. And well, I got to I got to cut you off here. We are being sucked into the trap of talking about the legal conflict between two billionaire companies. No, and no, really, that's... really, all we do is fund the industry by paying for games. We don't care. All that matters is that e- if either of them cared about you as somebody who pays for their industry at all, you could still play Fortnite on Apple uh, Apple products right now. That's it. That's it. Bottom line. Shut up. No discussion. They yeah, there's this. Like I'll say, like final thing is everything you just said is correct, but I want to add something that this has nothing to do with Fortnite. It has everything to do with finance, like fi- like uh, payment systems. And I'll be honest with you, I don't play Fortnite. I don't play it on Apple. I don't play it on Switch. I don't play it on PC. I don't play it on anything. So it doesn't sure. make my day. But if you look, there are millions of ways to play Fortnite. You're not going to just have to play it on Apple product. You'll find a way to play it. But should you? Should you really? I don't know. Do you play Fortnite? Yeah, I played it. It's fun. The Fortnite that I played a while ago is not the Fortnite that exists today. Fort- the game has Fortnite, completely changed. Fortnite runs out of the issue that Pokemon did back in the 90s, or that WoW did in the early 2000s, that Call of Duty did after that, and that Fortnite does now, which is that it is the game that people who don't play video games know the name of. So it is the representative of everything they think is wrong with games. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah, it's 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 definitely done one thing, though, and i got to give the game a little credit. It... It's made event gaming more respectable in the mainstream. Right. Like like years ago, the like you would see like David Bowie show up in a Star Wars game, or you'd see Paul McCartney show up in Destiny, and that's that's fine and dandy. But now you regularly see these things happen in something like Fortnite. Then you see it happen in Call of Duty. Then you see it happen in everything else. Right. So yeah, I got to give the game a little credit, but but I'm giving it credit for being a promotional game instead of an actual game. And right. I. And as an actual game, it's totally fine. It's just a battle royale yeah. game. It's kind of whatever. It's not a big deal. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But again, I will say, the biggest win for Apple and Epic alike mm-hmm. is that we are talking about Fortnite. That's true. And I, if we can close the Fortnite discussion up, I, I also think it's endemic of the fact that Apple, at the end of the day, doesn't really care about gaming. Like, it's not a money make. It's not, it's not a primary revenue source for them, and it probably never will be. 
And so they could they could easily close off the world's biggest game and not lose any sleep over it. Speaking of big games, Chris Pratt, oh, yeah. Super Mario in the Mario Brothers movie. I saw this. I don't know what to think about this. What do you think about this? It's totally fine. I mean, have you seen his abs? They're great. <laughs> well, sometimes. But uh, yeah, so it's, the movie is coming from Illumination Entertainment. I'm a little surprised. Uh, who's our Who's our friend who does the uh, the voice for Mario? Charles, what's his name? Martinet. Uh, Martinet, that's the one. Mamma yeah, Mia. Mar- Mamma Mia. I guess all hope for Mario being a silent protagonist are over if they're going to have Chris Pratt. You know, I I guarantee it's going to be much like the Sonic film, completely acceptable, nothing like the games. There is something to look out for this game, uh, for this movie, and I'll tell you why. And I know nothing about the plot. I know nothing about anything except for one thing. Nintendo has been so reticent about putting any of their their franchises back in theaters or, or series. If this works then you could probably see the floodgates start opening. You know, I don't know that we're still, I don't know that we're out of the point yet where your average like TV news anchor isn't like, hey, I don't know anything about video games. Who would? (laughs) That's the biggest issue with games in mainstream culture, which is where I think to some extent it is still kind of a thing that your normies, I guess is the term we'd use, don't play games. Well, at, at this point, though, this isn't even about video games anymore. This is about a product and a brand. Like, Mario exists outside of video games so well that I think even people who don't play them understand who he is. That's entirely possible, yeah. I'll take that. You know, but, you know, again, I don't really have any, um, I don't, I don't really have any opinions other than, this, other than this is Super Mario. The very first video game movie of all time was the original Super Mario Brothers starring Bob Hoskins. Have, did you ever see that? Uh, it was terrible. But did you see it, though? I did, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people will say it's terrible and everything, but at least it, you watch the movie, and yet it's, it's it's different. It's a product of its time, but it's different. It had a lot of imagination in it. It just wasn't Mario. That's true. Hey, speaking of video game stuff, let's knock out yeah. the next few things really, really quick. Yes. Nate, there's a new Actraiser game. Okay. Now, first of all, yes. <laughs> so, so tell me more. There's a new Actraiser game. It is a remake slash remaster of the original one from when the Super Nintendo launched. How do you feel about that? Uh, cautiously optimistic because Ooh. a lot of re- remakes and rehashes have not turned out really good. Likewise, there is a new Kirby game. It is a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Kirby set in a crazy ruined world with like dilapidated malls. How does that make you feel? By the way, he's totally correct. Kirby, the, the the plummy, plushy Nintendo mascot who eats things and regurgitates them through his, his mouth hole, is in a post-apocalyptic game. It, it looks it <laughs> looks a bit like Fallout, and I'm not even joking. Yeah, well, a little bit like more like, I would say Last of Us, but a cute Last of Us. Yep. There is a post-apocalyptic furry Kirby game. It exists. You can play it in a couple months. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is coming out pretty soon. How does that make you feel? It doesn't make you feel anything. You didn't play the other ones. I played the other ones. They were great. I look forward to this one. You can't see my face, but I'm like grimacing right now. I'm mm. grimacing really hard because I'm trying not to emote. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> it's not working. We should say that you're referencing like a Nintendo Direct that just happened while we yep. were chatting, and a lot was unveiled. Like. Quite a, quite a bit, actually. It's not, like, no, there was so much stuff unveiled, it's like a mini E3 in September. It was quite a bit of stuff, which is mostly just saying we don't need E3 anymore, but we're going to talk about that because that's dumb. You know what else is coming out in 22? You know what mm. else is coming out? Two big games. Rune Factory 5. Bayonetta 3 is a thing that exists. Coming out in 2022. We'll see if that's accurate. <laughs> I doubt it. Well, you know, how long has Bayonetta 3 been coming out for? Too long. Yeah, so it'll come out when it comes out. Maybe, Maybe. it will come out. Maybe I, I sincerely doubt that. Rune Factory Five looks great. Can't wait to play it. Mm. New uh, Castlevania collections coming. Speaking of Castlevania, new Castlevania collections coming out. The Castlevania Advance Collection, which is currently available via Steam, if you want to buy it right this very second, you could buy it right now. Is it, is it out now? Right this very second comes with Castlevania Circle of the Moon, which is kind of kind of iffy. Harmony of Dissonance, kind of iffy. Aria of Sorrow, really good. Dracula X, really good. Dracula X is in there? Yeah. But it's a Castlevania Advance. No, we're not talking about that. Don't don't talk about that. You can buy it right now. Well, I mean, sure. You should buy it. It's on Steam. Did it just come out today? came out, like, as we were talking. 
so basically, when Beyonce a couple years ago dropped her album, what was it, Lemonade or whatever? I don't follow Beyonce. I really don't either, but she kind of changed the game because here's my new album. It's out now. Uh-huh. That's, I like that, actually. I like having no hype. Well, you good news is it's out right this very second. You can buy it right now. Now, real quick, I do want to close out by with this one last thing. So there's a rumor about it, a rumor that the Nintendo Online service was going to be expanded, and sure enough, they are expanding it. Cool. Uh, it's getting two new platforms. Tell us a little bit about the platforms it is getting. Uh, you, have to, you have to take that lead on me for me. What? Okay. Yeah, no, this is all you. You see, we're trying to volley, but the, but unfortunately, we're not volleying. Uh, yeah, so Nintendo Online, the service you pay yearly for, is getting Nintendo 64 and, bizarrely, Sega Genesis. I think the rumor is the price will have to uptick, or they might even have a tiered a tiered service. But yeah, both platforms are coming packed with lots of goodies. And they, have you seen the have you seen the list? Nope. Hit me up. Okay, real quick. Uh, without getting too much into the details. Uh, Castlevania Advance Collection comes with Harmony of Dissonance. Ridiculous. When have, you, when have you been able to play this? Never. Never. Circle the Moon. On the Game Boy Advance. When it came out. You couldn't even see the game. The Game Boy Advance is too dark. Sorry, what were you <laughs> saying? Well, if you got the Game Boy Advance SP. Now, this, so. is, like, this is like three years before that came out. You didn't know that was going to exist. Anyway, sorry. You, what were you talking about? Castlevania. No. Actually... Hold that thought, because I will be mentioning Castlevania. So on Nintendo 64, you have Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64. Boy, that was a horrible naming mechanism. Yoshi's Story, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Winback, Covert Operations, Mario Tennis, and Dr. Mario 64. And on the Sega Genesis, now this is more interesting to me, uh, you're going to have Castlevania Bloodlines. Go figure. Contra Hardcore, or if you're a lesser man, Hardcorps. Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, aka Puyo Puyo, Echo the Dolphin, uh, one of the, one of the Genesis underrated masterpieces, Golden Axe, awesome, Gunstar Heroes, yes, Musha, shocking, Fantasy Star Four, Ristar, Shining Force, and Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Yep, and also coming Majora's Mask and F Zero X. By the way, F Zero X, best F Zero game. Members will be able to purchase Nintendo 64 and Genesis controllers at $49.99 each, and I would probably pay that money. I would probably buy that. I think the most disappointing thing about the Switch in the four and a half years it's been available is that its online services, like with games, have, were so mediocre compared to something like even the Wii. Uh, do you remember when the Wii came out and Nintendo promised all the virtual consoles and everything? Uh, those those platforms were incredibly well supported. Do you remember that? And they even had like uh, they had everything from Neo Geo to Genesis to Turbo Graphics to Japanese stuff to, to everything. It was all there. Yes, it was really well supported. I mean, I spent a lot of money on that, even though I probably go to bootlegged it. It was nice. It was nice to finally be able to buy like Sin and Punishment on the Nintendo sixty four. Absolutely. Legally. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, it's pretty good. Think, it's a lot of good stuff coming out this very uh, day. There's a lot of good stuff, and this is the way it should be. A lot of surprises. Everybody's well-supported. No matter what platform you have, you have something to look forward to, yep. as it should be. Uh, if we missed anything, it's because we're losers. But other than that, Corey, I want to say thank you once again for making the state of gaming so excellent and so free of mistakes and gaffes. Because perfection like this doesn't come easy. Hey, no complaints here. No complaints, except for later. So with that, we will see everybody on the next level and keep playing. Wait, 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 go back, go back. What's the actual catchphrase? I'm trying on a new one. Nope. I said, see you on the next level. Say it again. We'll see you on the next level. There we go. But I also said, keep playing. We'll see if that sticks. I'm, I'm, I'm A-B testing. Hmm. So, all right, everybody. Bye-bye. Subscribe to the Popstar Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app or service today. Thank you.